is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KMI.com. That's right. It's your last chance this week to voice your opinion here on KG. 360-676-5464 and talk about what you want to talk about. An issue that's bugging you or you just want to express to everyone. Once again, 360-676-5464 is our phone number here on KGMI Connects. Great to have you with us. And we'll get started with our friend Majid here in Bellingham. Hi, Majid. Hi, Joe. How are you? Doing well, doing well. And a second balloon. Well, some <laughs> they say it's an object. I don't think they've said it was a balloon, but well, yeah. <laughs> I believe it is. And it's China. And they're trying to... Uh, do surveillance on all of us here. And I don't know what they're trying to do, but this is probably the third time it happened. They say they shut it down, but, uh, you know, that was in Alaska, I guess, Alaska mountains, and hopefully they can get the pieces together and give us some input. What is your input on that? Well, what I've seen so far is they haven't said that they or that they know exactly what it was. They said they uh, this one was smaller than the one that was shot down last weekend, and uh, mm-hmm. but the size of a small car is what I've seen. And um, they mm-hmm. haven't said that it was a balloon or um, what its origin was or if they even know. But uh, the reason they took it out so quickly apparently was because they were afraid it was at forty thousand feet. They're afraid it yeah. posed a threat to uh, aviation. So, well, Joe, uh, different sizes means different uh, uh, devices on there. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that, I know that's... because I'm electronic uh, technician. I know about electronics. Uh-huh. The first one was to take pictures and transmit voices. Okay. Uh, I think the second one will be a different. It could be. Uh, Pictures also and voices and other things too. We'll we'll find out when they get it all together. Mm-hmm. If they, they if they tell us all the truth about it. Uh-huh. But I also want to talk about drugs again. Okay. Okay. You know, I was just talking to my oldest brother, and uh, I told him that it's our job to talk to our kids and our grandkids mm-hmm. about drugs. And uh, he he tried to do that, and his daughter told him that his her, her kids are naive about that. I don't think any kids are naive in the schools. Yeah. They all know about drugs, what's going on, even elementary schools. And I think it's our job to talk to them and to have them open their eyes. If there's anything going on, they should stop that. And they should uh, uh, report that to their principals and arrest the parents, whoever is involved or whoever is pushing the drugs to that school. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? Well, I I would agree. I think kids are uh, much more informed than we think they are, whether the, the sources of their information are... You know, they're not always the sources that we would hope them to get that information from, if you know what I mean. And and I think, yes. like you say, parents or trusted, even trusted uh, siblings or older kids. Family yeah. members, yes. yeah. I mean, Uncles, that, aunts, anybody. To, to restate this, you know, just how imp- this is and how important they are to you and to your family, to your work and to the world, and that uh, this— is a quick way to test all that and to destroy all yes. that. And, um, yes, yeah, I had a, we should I, do yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't have any grandkids yet, hopefully soon, but I told my son, I said, remember these things, what's going on in the schools. It may get worse in the future, you know, like 10 years from now, it may get worse and maybe other drugs will come in. We should stop it now. We should control it now. We should, uh, educate our kids and grandkids to open their eyes, and if they're on it, we should take them to clinic and have them clean up. And uh, it's our job to do that. Mm-hmm. If we don't, then we are doing something wrong. Yeah. Okay, Majid. 
Well, I appreciate so you. So hopefully, hopefully with this uh, speech, everybody's going to open their eyes now. Because I'm worried about my grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure everybody else is too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, like you say, I think we, we do need to speak to our kids and make sure they get the message from us, whether they heed it or not. I mean, it can only do good, even if they act like, oh, come on. Yes. Come on, Dad. I, I've heard it before, but um, that's the one you have to be careful about. When yeah. they say "come on," man, there's something going on, maybe. Okay. All right. All right, Majid. <laughs> Great to talk with okay. you. Okay. Take care. Yeah, I'll talk to you on Monday. Probably. You bet. All right. I'll look forward to it. Have a great weekend. Yes. All right. Thank you. You too. Have good. a great one. Okay. Good. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Are you there? I'm here. Yeah, and so are you. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you kind of shot me down on the whole balloon thing. And I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I mean, you got your opinions, Joe. Okay. Uh, And I'm talking about the big balloon, not the little balloon. Uh, So, so you kind of shouted me out of that conversation. Well, once That's again, okay. I don't want to go back and forth on what balloons floated where when. I think it's unproductive okay. and you're okay. and I mean, I, I could I, Tim really, I could present you with evidence on a silver platter that they floated over here and the Trump administration and you still wouldn't believe me. So let's not let's not rehash all that. So Okay. All right. So let's move on. Okay. So let's go pipeline. Oh, but the Nord you don't Stream want to pipeline. Talk about okay. the pipeline any any more than you want to talk about the balloon? Do you? Oh, oh, that that okay. That Biden ordered the destruction of the pipeline. Well, it may or may not be that. Well, that it, that's mean, that's it. I mean, we don't know. You don't I, want to I, talk about that either, do you? Well. I what I we can I mean what did do you have something to discuss so, about it or so, so could I ask about a local conversation what's uh, that uh, what is going on with the with the Squalicum high school yeah what's going on with that Joe well I mean. The- this, You're a reporter. You right. are a reporter. Right. What is going on with that? Okay. At this point, Tim, the the uh, uh, the school officials who are accused of not properly reporting a sexual assault that was brought to them by a student have been reassigned. They're still working for the district. The superintendent has said that uh, they're doing good work um, and. That they uh, can legal can legally continue to work. Their case is still pending. They haven't been convicted of a crime. They're accused of a crime. Uh, so that's where it's all at as far as where what's happening in the schools. Uh, they all pledged. They've all well. Just let Could me say, finish. They've all pledged that they are working to be more open and understanding and listening to students and and hearing them. Uh, so. I don't know what else I can say. Could I ask you when a court date is appointed and where we as a public can go and watch that court date? That's what I want to know. I don't have that information right offhand. I believe because it's a misdemeanor, I believe it's a... I believe the case would be in district court, and I don't have that information right in front of me. So I don't know what uh, what a, a date that would be. That uh, that's that it, what that's the only thing I want to know. Okay. Joe. Well, why, wanna, why, do wanna, why do you want to? Why do you want to go, Tim? I'd like to know. I I mean. Well, we'll. I mean, it, we'll, we and others will report whether you know the outcome of any kind of a trial or. Uh, any kind of a, a legal action? Do you? Do you? I I mean, it's kind of odd to me that you want to know why I want to go. I would like to go just to see what's happening. 
Okay. I, I, it's that simple. Okay. They, those people could be innocent. Right. But I want to know what's going on. I mean, is that odd to you? No, I guess I I guess I wonder what your motivation is a little bit because you don't live in the community. You don't have kids in the school district. But, I do um, live in the community. You live in Everson. Yeah, about it's Bellingham School District, but I mean it's up to you. It's a it's a public problem. Uh, a public uh, you know uh, court proceedings are public activities, so you can go. I just don't have that information in front of me, Tim. So all right. Well, we'll okay. report it when we find it out. All right. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Let's go to, before we take a break, uh, Lou and Lyndon joins us. Hi, Lou. Howdy. Yeah, I just I want to give a heads up to the parents in the audience. The pre, one of your previous callers um, misinformed us that kids are aware of the dangers of fentanyl and other drugs. And the fact, many young people, particularly teenagers, don't know that in Mexico, the drug cartels are very wealthy. They have state-of-the-art machines to produce what looks like prescription pills, prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. And they even have symbols on them that make them look like Pfizer or Squib or whoever. And the problem is these young people, not knowing this, take it because they've taken similar drugs before, and this time they die. So parents, tell your kids about it. Okay, that's and well, and that's a good clarification there. Thanks, Lou. Sure thing. All right, quick break. Back with more. We got John. We got Rich, and we'll hopefully hear from you here on KGMI Connects three six zero six seven six five four six four. I'm a homeowner. I have systems in my house that I want taken care of. How would I want to be treated? I would want predictable, yearly, strict maintenance. I'd want to know exactly what goes on with my systems. And I'd want to know that if something goes wrong, somebody has my back. That's all I care about. The map is the solution to that. The map is a complete synopsis of your system. We also have priority service for our customers. Every time that we go out there, you're going to get a detailed report emailed to you, emailed to us, it's stored in a database, and we can know and predict what needs to happen with your system on a year-to-year basis. We can avoid major breakdowns. That's the point, that's the purpose. When everything is stacking up against you, the MAP or Mars Advantage Plan is filled with solutions. Nobody knows when they're going to lose heat, but everyone needs help when it happens. You can count on Mars heating and air conditioning. We'll be there for you. DeWard and Bodie is kicking off President's Day savings now at all three stores in Bellingham and Burlington. Now is the time to get early access to presidential savings up to 50% off on Whatcom and Skagit County's best in-stock selection of appliances, mattresses, and barbecues. Laundry sets, refrigerators, wall tops, ranges, and so much more are on sale and ready to deliver. For a limited time, DeWard and Bodie will pay for your delivery on qualifying orders. Plus, shop this weekend and get 10% off your purchase back on a DeWard and Bodie gift card up to $500. Save your presidents and pay no money down and no interest for two full years on qualifying in-stock orders. DeWard and Bodie services the products they sell. So buy in confidence with their worry-free warranty options. Visit the Bellingham Appliance and Mattress Showroom on Meridian next to Home Depot, the Bellingham Appliance Outlet Center on Hannigan Road, or the Appliance Showroom in Burlington next to Costco. And kick off the President's Day sale with these special offers. Financing OAC qualifications apply. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marsha Neal, Senior Agent at Vibrant USA, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need as you prepare for your future. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dream, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. That we are, and let's go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Great conversation. And uh, what a gorgeous day today, huh? Uh, it wow. was. It was really springy. I was. Re- I went home for lunch quick to let the dog out, and I wanted to play hooky and go for a bike ride, but came back to work. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get you an electric bike, man. Uh, oh, no, I keep pedaling. I I, well, I mean, I I'm, I pedal my my electric bike. It just eliminates fears of hills. <laughs> I hear that. But I yeah. pedal mine all the all the time. Uh, did you ever? Uh, you know that uh, you're rock and roll fishing aficionado. So Jefferson Airplane back then they did that. Go ask Alice. Uh-huh. Did you ever read the book? Go ask Alice. I never did. It was amazing. I was in Catholic high school. Uh-huh. I read it as a song. It was it was assigned, and uh, and yeah, it was it was basically she she this girl she keeps a journal. It it's all you know very orderly. She it makes entries in the morning in in the evening, and then as her life spirals out of control from drugs, which it starts off with you know beer and cigarettes, and uh, you know this is a very old book. So this is from the sixties. But yeah, um, and that, and uh, I don't know if you ever seen Pulp Fiction where Uma Thurman uh, accidentally overdoses. Oh yeah, uh, mis- mistake. Like literally, like I am, I, and and I'm that bump on the log, on the log, right? I've I, I've I've been called a fuddy duddy and a wet blanket because, like, I've been to been to parties, and if if like cocaine comes out, oh, I, I'm gone. I'll I'll never talk to those people again. Okay. I don't want to lose my security clearance. I'm licensed and bonded. I mean, you know, but I've always been afraid of, like, if you if you take these, like, these drugs that Joe Rogan's always talking about, like ayahuasca, I don't even know what, what that is. I know what psilocybin mushrooms are because they grow around here, and I heard people talk about that in high school, too. Uh-huh. But I always thought, like, what if it, what if you lose your mind? What if you didn't come back from like an acid trip? I don't know. I'm I'm just maybe I'm a fraidy cat, but uh yeah, I I value my my sanity. Speaking of which, it makes me want to lose it when that one caller called in about Pfizergate. So l- let me wrap up with this about Pfizergate. Okay. Now do you know who James O'Keefe is, Joe? Oh yeah. Yeah, he's Okay, uh... he's that little He's he's a little Roger Stone clone, right? He's a dirty trickster. He's he's a, a Republican right right wing operative, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes out. He does altered videos and he does secret interviews with people and gets them. So this latest thing with Pfizergate, uh, that turns out that that person didn't even work at Pfizer, right? Oh, okay. And, James O'Keefe is, is, is now taking an extended vacation away because misappropriation of funds, a sexually charged workplace, and, like, the thing he wants, I don't know if you saw him at CPAC, he did a musical routine that kind of, like, reminds you of, you know, the background dancers behind Beyonce or Madonna. I don't know why people do these dances on the TikTok, and it's like, ooh, I can do a little clever dance. Okay, yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> it's like, whatever. So he wants to do like can we you think a donor know, hey, we want you to do Republican dirty tricks. And he wants to do the musical Oklahoma, Joe. Uh-huh. Oklahoma. Hmm. You know the range that you have to have and the singing chops that you have to be born with to sing. I think that's Rogers and Hammerstein. It <laughs> was, like, yeah. It, the, it is not an easy, like, okay, dude, mm-hmm. but, uh, but whatever. Um, so the, the whole thing, like, I just, I just don't, I'll, I, uh, why people all of a sudden don't trust vaccinations, right? They think there's something in it. Um, I got my, my bivalent thing weeks ago, and, it, like, my arm didn't even hurt, and I got the flu shot in the other. Now I'm scheduled to get my shingle shot. Next week, because I don't want to get that again. Uh-huh. That was a nightmare. And, you know, these, these things are amazing. Yeah. You don't have to suffer. And, yeah, I trust, I trust science, you know, and, and uh, I think Dr. Fauci is a fantastic guy. And you can tell Rich that when you speak to him next. All right. Okay. Well, 
And, uh, yeah, let's see, Oklahoma, I was just looking up, you know, with, with me, it's all, all or nothing. Nothing else else will do. That's a song. Besides Oklahoma that uh, that I've retrained, retrained, retained, rather, in my brain. Uh, but, uh, yeah, a great uh, a, a great musical. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing good. Yeah, so like John said, uh, I don't think. Uh, Fauci's a very good guy at all, and it's all about money. And I will be perfectly fine in five years, and you will be perfectly fine, and we'll all have anecdotal. They're all right. I can send you lots of evidence that I'm right. You can send me evidence you're right, and neither of us will believe it. So it doesn't really matter. We've just all turned into anecdotal everything. So it, it, whatever. But I wanted to respond to Majid from yesterday. Where did I get the tax information about the top 1% paying 42% of all federal income tax? taxfoundation.org and they come they're a nonprofit i'm assuming they're a nonprofit cuz it says .org and they compile information from the IRS and on that thing i sent you yesterday joe it does say on there that the IRS is their source information so yeah i don't i, I don't doubt i i think it's uh tax foundation i and i'm just taxfoundation.org aren't they aren't they a conservative think tank well if you're .org you're supposed to be non-political right if you're a nonprofit Nonpartisan, I believe, is how it goes. Tax Foundation is organized as a 501c nonprofit educational research organization. Well, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's I I believe those numbers. I don't doubt right. them. Right, and that's and that's okay. I'm fine with the richest paying a lot too. But what I don't like is when everyone says they got to be soaked more. You know, it's like pay their fair share more, 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 more. It's like, well, if you look at the numbers, they're already paying a big chunk of the federal income tax. The top 10 percent pay like 70 some percent total and the bottom 90 percent pay under 10 percent of it. And that's fine. But we don't get well, to go demonize them and say they're not paying their fair. The assumption that they're not paying their fair share is a incorrect assumption, in my opinion. Well, it's been a, uh, it, an issue of debate for decades now, and when, right. when and and I think it was onerous when you know we had what tax rates, uh, the highest tax rates in the what seventy pushing eighty percent. I mean, that's pretty. I would call that unfair. But then well, Ronald Reagan came in and said, hey, we're going to slash those rates. And then, you know, because the idea was trickle down. You give those people right. more money, somehow it's going to trickle down. Well, that has never really panned out. And I think you can well, look that it up. Has, if you look at information I look at, but if the stuff you look at, it hasn't. See, that's our problem in this country. Well, if you Y'all look have at information that proves us but if, right, but, but none of us believe it. But if you look the at the, the hard numbers of uh, what we've seen over and over, I mean, look at. Uh, just wages, they have not grown to the extent of of wealth, you know, extreme wealth in this country. I mean, they're, you know, wealthy people we're, we're have, seeing, have We're just, seeing class separation right now. The last 15, 20 exactly, years, we're seeing yeah. the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And I think a lot of that is because of overregulation. When you have a lot of rules, the barrier to entry for small business is very difficult. Only the large businesses can navigate the massive red tape, the two-year-long permits, the big long-term investments to do environmental studies. This is why the rich get richer, because op- the more rules and regs there are, that benefits big monopolies, because it stifles competition. It's too hard to compete with them. So if we deregulated some of those things and made it easier for small business to compete with these, and there's laws against monopolies, but we don't enforce them anymore, because mon- I believe feed the government in their re-election campaigns. It's just, it's just sad, really. Well, they do, but I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I, and I guess we could go industry by industry. But how are you going to compete with a, um, a General Motors? How are you going to compete with uh, with a big drug manufacturer? I mean, well, but we do well, have startups I, that that do uh, and, and take them on. And uh, we have we have small drug companies or pharmaceutical companies that come up with an idea and suddenly, but then generally they're they're bought up, but. People are creating things in this country, and regulation yes, isn't killing Musk. that. Uh, not more than just Elon Musk. I mean, but he's a good example of a recent car maker. You said who can right. take on General Motors, and I say Elon Musk. And he sure, can. and he had a lot of lot of uh, his own uh, 
you know, resources to help get that started. But right. I'm That's saying just to take, you know, someone coming, uh, you know, but I mean, on, on you know, a, a local level, people start businesses all the time. Right. Most of them and, fail, and that's that's the history of business. But And like um, what Majid had said yesterday about him being in a small business and not paying a lot of tax, I think he misunderstands what rich is. A small business person around here, a sole proprietor, you are in the bottom 20%. You are by no means at all rich. But from a foreign background like he is, it probably seems rich because our lowest level of standard of living on a world scale is probably like being filthy rich compared yeah. to many nations on earth because we have it really good here. We're the only nation where the impoverished are overweight. I mean, people that are on all the government assistance, a lot of them are overweight. How can that be if you're poor? In many countries, poor people are skinny, except here. Well, because we have a sedentary lifestyle for one, and um, right. and by and large, people, low income people or people with few means tend to not eat very healthy because it it costs more to eat healthy, to be quite honest. It does, but they're not poor enough uh, to not eat. Well, Most countries, the poor do not eat, Joe. You know what it's like in a well, country then, where and then, they you know, work there's all day the issue, and get two bucks? I think there's plenty of, there are plenty of successful people, though, that could lose a few pounds. But yes, that, and, and to say to that all that. in all poor people are are uh, obese, average. I on I, average. I don't know if you're get, are you getting that on from some. Average. I think I don't I'm know. I think you're pulling. From, Joe, I'm getting no. I'm getting that from a logical thought pattern and being in foreign countries and watching the news. When you watch the news, well, you see you're, poor people, you're, world you're making commercial. an assumption though. You're not very safe you, assumption, Joe. Uh, very okay, safe. okay, Rich. I got to take a quick break. We'll hear from Kirk and Bruce. And you in just a moment here on KG and Mike and X, whatever your thoughts are. Neater House of Luxury is Wacky's newest luxury jewelry store. It's Bellingham's hidden gem with an amazing selection of precious metals like gold and silver American eagles, 100-ounce silver bars, and a vast selection of platinum bars and coins. You'll be dazzled at their extensive collection of jewelry and Rolex watches, plus GIA-certified and lab-grown diamonds, and now carrying Gucci and Louis Vuitton bags. The experienced and knowledgeable staff are ready to serve your every need. It's the crown jewel in a long career of luxury from John Nieder himself. Hi, I'm John Nieder. I've been buying and selling precious metals for nearly 30 years. If you're interested in expanding your private investment, I'm available to advise you with your purchase. You'll be amazed at our selection. Nieder House of Luxury. Find jewelry for all. Professionals are ready to assist you at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, beside Lombardi's back patio. Or shop online at NiederHouseOfLuxury.com. Nieder House of Luxury. Follow the bright light. You love what you find at Wilson's. Your living room is looking pretty good, but there's something missing in that corner. It's time for a trip to Wilson's. Wilson's Furniture will have dozens of great-looking accent chairs to choose from, and one is bound to be perfect for your room. And right now, with winter sale pricing, that chair will look at Wilson's Furniture in Ferndale. Start off the new year with the resolution to get a sleep. And Wilson's Furniture has one of the largest selections of mattresses in the Northwest. Memory foam, pillow top, inner spring, and adjustable in a wide range of firmness levels that guarantee you'll find the perfect mattress for you. All at winter sale pricing. Wilson's open seven days a week. Family room, living room, bedroom, or kitchen. If one or more of the rooms in your house needs a new look, then look to Wilson's Furniture to help you out. And with winter sale pricing, Wilson's will help you get the look for any room just the way you want it and at a price that will make you happy. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. It's all or nothing. Is it all or nothing with you? I had to bring that song back. John in Ferndale got me through Oklahoma. But we want to hear from you. It's KGMI Connects. And let's go to our friend Kirk in Bellingham. Hey, Kirk. Good day, brother. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, it wouldn't kill John to just take one day and keep his big mouth shut because he gets on his soapbox about vaccines. And the thing is, 
I've got a heart condition and I see a cardiologist for it. And this guy has advanced medical training and he recommended I don't get the vaccine because it probably wouldn't be good for me. And all this time has passed. I've never had COVID. And as far as I know, I haven't been a carrier and passed it on to anybody. So it's like, unless you went to medical school and you actually, and, and not because you learned it on CNN or wherever, be quiet. You oh, know, okay. well, if, if people that got the vaccine, if that makes you sleep better at night, hey, good, good for you. But the thing is, some of us didn't get seen. And for medical reasons, you know, I'm not right. going to pull the card or any of that jazz. But the thing is, I got a heart condition, and it was recommended by somebody that actually knows what they're talking about when it comes to my health. And he's like, I wouldn't recommend it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. You know, well, that I, makes sense to know, me. Yeah, I think you, that. And but I, I get tired of being uh, preached at. From I got close friends of mine that don't even speak to me anymore. Well, I guess they're no longer close friends because they were vaxxed and I wasn't. I'm like, well, I was told it probably wouldn't be in my best interest to get vaxxed. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like some social pariah. And it's like, well, no, it's like, you know, I don't want to die either. You know, if there if there are side effects and the thing is, you know, there have been studies about the vaccine, but they're kind of still trickling in. We don't know how everybody reacts to it. Some people, they're fine, but other people do have reactions. And to be honest with you, brother, I don't want any reactions. All right. Well, I, I understand that. I think, though, we're two years into vaccinations uh, and hundreds of millions of people literally in this country and uh, even more than that, around the world have had this vaccine. So, I mean, that's a pretty broad, pretty broad trial, and uh, you know, pretty overwhelming numbers. But, and I appreciate that if you know, especially if your doctor says no, don't do it. I think that makes sense to me. Uh, and still, you're running a risk. What I've heard from medical experts is that even people with heart conditions uh, are that they they stand uh, a danger uh, from it coming down with covid so it's a choice you have to make you know one you know what do i do do i yeah, t- or, do i take the shot do i take the chance of getting covid and getting seriously ill and that's or, but that's a choice or, you made and you, and or you, there could be like a knock on my door and then i open it and it's my ex-wife and then i could drop dead right there <laughs> it's like you know there you go Anything can kill you, man. <laughs> exactly. All right, Kirk. All right, brother. Thanks. Good to talk to you. Let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, I want to discuss for a moment here uh, sunsetting Social Security. Okay. Well, I think it's a good idea. I'm collecting Social Security okay. and Medicare, and I think the, the sunset process is a darn good idea. Why is that? I'm I'm not saying defund it. I'm saying sunset it and then reauthorize it at the end of the whatever period the, the sunset has. I think the sunset period on Social Security and Medicare should be one year and review it at the end of that time period. I'm not saying don't authorize it, but I'm saying review it and look at ideas uh, that could be uh, solutions to substitutions for it, like privatization. I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying look into it. But Bruce, then aren't we creating the same? I mean, look at what we go through time and time again over the debt ceiling. And then we're going to go through that same issue with Social Security and Medicare that that millions and millions of people depend on, I I think that's a little bit, I I, I hate well, hesitate to say nuts, but I think it's a little crazy. Well, but. well, when you when you some analysts, some some sources say that Social Security won't be able to meet its obligations in twenty thirty five. 
It won't be able so to meet its full it's, obligations. You're right. Its full obligations, that's right. right. But mm-hmm. uh, even, even 25% less would, would be catastrophic for a lot of people. Well, that's why we should we need but to start if, working if, on that. Yeah. If they keep reauthorizing it uh, without looking at alternatives or solutions for the deficit, then all they're doing is kicking it down the road, too, just like the the deficit. So they aren't achieving anything until 2035, approximately, gets here, and, and then it's then we're really in a, in a bad space then. Then we're going to have to take on a lot more debt and raise the, the, the ceiling, uh, but also the, uh, the, uh, the debt itself will increase. But the budget ceiling would be, have to be increased even more than it is now going on. And, uh, you know, I mean, all... What they could do, I think, is raise raise the taxes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I think raising taxes is a primitive and lazy solution. All right, okay, Bruce. They they have other options they can look at. All right, all right. I know I don't know what those would be. But I think getting more uh, revenue into the system would probably be the the one thing that it would need. I don't know what other options there are. But thanks for your, th- your thoughts there, Bruce. Let's go to Kay in Bellingham. Hi, Kay. Oh, I, I did want to answer the <clears> – <throat> I have another issue, but okay. I did want to answer the um, question is what other options are there for funding Social Security? Okay. Well, if the <clears> – if your life expectancy of the whole population goes down by a couple of years, that'll solve it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a it's not a nice way to solve it, but it would solve it. Well, it, but how do you how but how do you do that? Well, I'm not going to answer that one. Okay, because um, I don't know, but I think some people are thinking of it. I don't know. I wouldn't do anything that would do that. Yeah, I'm... but some people would. Okay. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, some people who don't really care about what us little folks down here are like insects to them, so. Unfortunately, some people are like that. But this is to get back to John and his love of vaccines. Okay. I'm going to recommend him and anybody else who thinks vaccines are the greatest thing since sliced bread to read a book by two Israeli scientists who originally published a book. This book in Hebrew is called Turtles All the Way Down, and it addresses the science very thoroughly, of the vaccination. And until you read that book, I really don't want to hear from you. But I would also like to hear people read it and tell me what they think is wrong with it, because I can't find anything wrong with it. And I have a science background. So that's a challenge to your listeners, and John in particular. And um, I'm sure some of your listeners are also thinking about, hmm, who would want to in order to to uh, fund these programs? That's a question. Anyway, thank you very much. All right, Kay. And, uh, turtles, on. turtles All the Way Down is the title of the book. Turtles All the Way Down, yes. Uh, all right. Okay, thanks for your okay. call. All right. Okay, thank uh, you. Bye-bye. You bet. Let's go to uh, Daniel in Bellingham before we take a break. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Joe. Can you hear me okay? I can, yeah. Uh, you know, I think that Operation Warp Speed you know, with the uh, gene therapy vaccine, um, I think that was put up, put out on the market way, way too soon. Um, on my first shot, everything was great, you know. So I waited, I think it was a month and a week or so. I got my second booster shot, and about a week after that, I kind of fainted. I passed out, you know, for a whole day hmm. and, and night. Uh, I was really glad that my friend was with me. And... um so I went to the cardiologist, and I had inflammation of the heart, which I never had before. You know, it just kind of feels like, uh, you know, like after you eat, you know, you digest your food, you could you could almost feel your heart complications, you know, just pumping even more and more, you know. And it's just a little inflammation. <clears throat> and I had it for 10 months, and then it went away. And I thought, wow, you know, I was so happy. And 
but I got to tell you, I'll never believe anything what they say again about vaccines. Um, I may, I may get one if uh, you know it gets, you know, but that kind of scared me. And because I'm a very healthy man, you know, I mean, I'm 67 years old, but I'm healthy. You know, yeah. I work out every day. I walk, you know, uh-huh. and um, and that just really bothered me. I mean, day and night, 24-7, you know, I could feel my heart pounding through my chest. And, um, you know, I just uh, I thought it would never go away. I really did. I thought I'm going to have this the rest of my life, that Operation Warp Speed come out way too soon for a lot of people. Um, they didn't do a whole lot of testing on it. And then the thing with Fauci, you know, uh, he's just a talking head, you know, for the uh, CDC, you know, big pharma and all that stuff. And um, I felt kind of like an experiment. I felt like I was in some kind of like uh, experiment, you know, a medical experiment. Uh, I really believe that the vaccine was a vaccine. I didn't realize it was gene therapy at the time. And um, well, it still is actually, uh, but it's not gene. But I don't think I'll get another therapy. one. Okay, all right. Okay, Daniel. I, 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 all right, and uh, well, and I, I, I have faith in vaccinations. Not all vaccinations have been effective, and I, I mean, when I was young, I remember the swine flu vaccine. I started pushing that, and it was the bad, pres- you know, the wrong prescription for that, and for for some people who are made seriously ill by it, and they quickly stop the program. Um, and, but I think the fact that it was brought to a halt uh, when the evidence showed that it was, and I'm talking about back in the 70s, the the swine flu vaccine that was um, touted out and trotted out, uh, I think it was un, under the Ford administration. And it doesn't matter uh, what the politics, you know, political uh, leadings of whatever administration was. That's not the point I'm trying to make. But I think the fact that it was seen to not be necessary and not be effective and, in fact, be dangerous to, to a good number of people and have it suddenly halted, that gives me faith in, in the system to one degree or another. And to say that there is this cabal that is trying to just vaccinate us and eliminate us through a vaccination program, I, I, I can't really see that but well maybe it's your thought and if that's the thought you want to express here on kg mike connects i'll listen to you 360-676-5464 men over 45 do you have a frequent urgent need to urinate or a weak flow from an enlarged prostate or bph want to learn about alternatives to bph medication and major surgery how the Eurolift system the Eurolift system is an in-office minimally invasive procedure it reopens the channel with no cutting and provides rapid symptom relief with no new sustained erectile or ejaculatory dysfunction as shown in a clinical study. Call Bellingham Urology Group about the Eurolift system today at 360-714-3400. Most common side effects are temporary and can include discomfort when urinating, urgency, inability to control the urge, pelvic pain, and some blood in the urine. Rare side effects including bleeding and infection may lead to a serious outcome and may require intervention. For more information, call Bellingham Urology Group located in Bellingham or their new office in Mount Vernon at 360-714-3400 and online at bellinghamurologygroup.com. Are you thinking about retirement and wondering if you can even afford to retire? Are you concerned with layoffs at your company and wondering how you would afford individual or COBRA insurance for your family if you should lose your group coverage? Do you know if you or your dependents qualify for tax credits through the Washington Health Plan Finder? Tune in this Saturday at noon to hear Marcia Neal, senior agent at Vibrant, explain how working with an independent broker can help put your mind at ease and give you the answers you need to prepare for your future. Wilson's Furniture's winter sale is going on now. Your chance to save store-wide on living, dining, bedroom furniture and mattresses at the best prices of the year. Stop at Wilson's Furniture today. It's Wilson's Furniture's annual winter sale going on now. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
Sign up for the CHS Northwest Propane Autofill Program and receive a cellular tank monitor with no monitoring fees. Plus, you'll be able to review your daily tank level readings from your smartphone or tablet. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Online at chsnw.com. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-462432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Joining us here on this Friday afternoon. And... My family's been pretty intimately involved with the healthcare system for a good number of years and I have to say that I haven't met really anyone that we've encountered anyway that uh, has a desire to manipulate or to hide information or to continue with some sort of a practice that is not only un- ineffective but harming people or refusing to treat someone uh, with something, a drug or some other uh, substance that might be helpful to their condition. But that's my experience. Let's go to Jim over in San Juan Island. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, same to you. Well, I was I was I was content just to listen and, and you know, I just felt like uh I just wanted to I just wanted to make one little point. Okay. You know, Rich said Rich from Ferndale said something that kind of sparked me, I, I think our big problem with the with the uh, all the spending problems we have and not enough tax dollars is we're we're spending too much. We're there's just you know little there's a lot of little holes in the boat and they're just little holes. So we say you know don't pay attention to those. We you know it's the big holes we need to worry about. But the government, I mean, we give people these wonderful pensions and these these great this great security. And people go to work for these governmental bodies, and it's kind of a club, and it's kind of a self-feeding thing. I think it's, I think it's a little bit like uh, an addiction. And I think until we, you know, somehow deal with that, I don't think we can tax enough or do anything enough to solve our problems financially. Well, I guess we we do spend a lot of money on a lot of different things. We spend a lot of money on. Retired population, our you know disabled people, um, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security—they take the biggest, biggest chunk of the federal budget. Then another big chunk, obviously, is defense. We spend an awful lot of that. Whether we can save a whole lot, enough money to make a dent in the in the debt, uh, to by cutting people's pensions, that sort of thing—I don't know—and. Well, there's, there's also a lot of people who are living on the public goal. You don't know how many folks I know who are living on the state of Washington uh, because they've had some because they made really wrong choices in their lives, and they somehow like what? found a way to you know they read the paperwork correctly and said the right things, and because of them making really bad decisions, we're paying for them for the rest of their lives. There's way too much of that. It's it's every, there's a whole lot of stuff. We don't have to look at. I don't want to take anybody's pension away. They made an agreement, you know, with a certain governmental body to have this, you know, that's that's over. But we can start fresh, can't we, somewhere? Well, I, I still think that, the you know, you know, I mean, why shouldn't the government set an example for other employers that this is what you should do to take care of people that spend – uh, uh, you know, spend it with you. I. What I, makes what makes the government more morally superior because, to us to where they where because they can it's, decide? It's supposed to be us. It represents us. It's but not it just this entity. Anymore. Well, I mean, I guess you can feel that people, Joe. They're just sure. people prone for this to the same you know weaknesses we have, and collectively, I think it's it's you know they're going to take care of themselves. And I'm I'm sorry, they're no different than I am, but that's what our founders. Knew they knew that anybody who goes into government is going to be intrinsically 
the same as we are, the same strengths, the same weaknesses, the same tendencies. And they made a lot of, uh, they, they made a lot of rules and laws and, and stuff we had to work around to uh, keep that in check. But I'm afraid the lawyers and, and all the smart people and all the Machiavellian people who study Machiavelli have uh, finally had their way, and we're in trouble. Well, by that thinking, though, then the the founders had the foibles and were susceptible yes. to the same human impulses. And exactly. So, what's to say That's, what they created wasn't to serve them? They I were. Mean, they were. By, we can they, see by what they created that they were trying to thwart that. Well, we can but, see that. Well, yes, but. Um, well, and my point, I guess, is then if that they what's what's to say if people now in government are are so horribly corrupt, what's to say that they weren't corrupt? I mean, if everybody's corrupt, they were too. I mean, they were well, the wealthy class. They were the the privileged privileged class of their time. And, and but when they were creating something that was going to last, hopefully, years, decades, and maybe you know, it's been about you know a few centuries almost beyond them, when they were crafting something for that, they were thinking beyond themselves. And whenever you're thinking beyond yourself, you're, you're being more noble. All right. But then you're assuming that those who are working in government now can't do that. that well, uh, I think they slowly got corrupted. I think, you know, they, they, uh, want, they want their holidays in Hawaii, and they want their health care, and, 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 and they want to retire. Gosh, retiring in 20 years? I'm going to have to work till I die. Well, and so uh, many you're people. T- <laughs> you're singing to the <laughs> choir here. All right, Jim. <laughs> well, thanks for All your right. call. Hope you have a okay, great weekend Joe. and uh, hope you enjoy the Super Bowl, whoever you're rooting for, if that's your thing. Maybe you're going to ignore the Super Bowl. But anyway, I uh, really appreciate you being with us here on uh, KGMI Connects today. We'll see if any more balloons come over the weekend. Uh, in any, you know, virtual or literal sense. And we'll talk about it on Monday at 4 here on KG Mike Connects. Take care.